Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. We're back now for a, a segment called I Was There When. This is where we speak to people who were there on the scene during a big moment in New Zealand's history. And this week, it is Shorty. It's a blaster in the past, isn't it? Whew. Yes, the cultural sensation that is Shortland Street started back in May 1992 with uh, that first episode. It's been 33 seasons, nearly 8,000 episodes. It's our longest-running soap. And uh, I bet there are some people out there actually have seen every single episode. If you fall within that category, do text us to 101 with your ode to Shortland Street. And uh, one man who was there right at the very beginning when Shortland Street first aired is Don Reynolds, who joins us now. G'day. G'day, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. Now, Don, you're in Australia now, but... um, I am, yeah, yeah. Please, could you tell us, what was your involvement with Shortland Street? So, um, I was was the chief executive of uh, South Pacific Pictures, which was the production company that started Shortland Street, that makes Shortland Street. So... so, um, Oh, go ahead, please. Yeah. yeah, so it it was sort of my idea, along with um, Chris Bailey, that we thought we New Zealand needed a soap. Well, let's so, so um, yeah. Let's Go talk. A, let's what? talk a yeah. bit about the um the, the. I think we've got a little bit of a delay. Sorry about that, Don. So I'll um I'll I'll refrain from from jumping in too much. But <laughs> t- tell me a little bit about the state of New Zealand television in the late that late 80s, early 90s kind of period? Because there wasn't much New Zealand content on screen at the time then, was there? No, it was very limited, yes. I mean, because the, um, there was always a worry about ratings and, you know, New Zealand shows were always a bit erratic in terms of their ratings. So the, the programmers weren't very enthusiastic about New Zealand programs, New Zealand-made programs, I should say. Um, yeah, so um, it, it, it shortens its three was quite hard to get going because we had a lot of scepticism about a soap succeeding, you know. So, um, but but there was already a. I mean, gloss gloss started in the late eighties, didn't eighty seven, eighty eight. So so that and that did that did reasonably well, didn't it? I mean, it wasn't a soap insofar as you know Shortland Street was, but th- th- there wasn't much confidence yeah, no. in the New Zealand screen industry, was it? Well, no, it was the broad, it was the programmers more than the industry. Mm. I mean, you know, uh, it, you know, it's a very, uh, you know, you, you, if you make a TV program, the, the person who you have to convince that's going to be good is the, is the person who's going to program it. And so, what was the reservation of the programmers in that case about a soap? Be, uh, well, you know, they they felt there hadn't been a. I mean, Gloss was great. I I love Gloss. It was, yeah. but it didn't really run for very long. Um, I, I think it was two, three, maybe three seasons. I can't really remember. But um, I think the but 
well, that wasn't what we were looking for. What we were looking for is, you know, a Shortland Street that was going to run for as long as it is now. And and the programmers first, when we first started talking about it, they they said, oh well, maybe we'll commission uh, like um, you know six weeks episode, six those thirty episodes. And um, and we said, and I said, absolutely not. You have to commission a full year, otherwise we're not going to do it. Because you know, soaps traditionally do start well, then they take a bit of a dive, mm-hmm. and over the period of time, they, they get stronger and stronger. And that's exactly what happened with Shortland Street. How would you define what a soap actually? Is? What makes a soap a soap? I, I guess it's um, five days a week, um, and it's in, in you know it's. It's something you can relate to. It's sort of like it's your household, or something. You know, you can start imagining that some of the characters you know start to know really well. Mm. And I think that would be my sort of thing of a soap. But I don't know whether it's called a soap anymore. Are they? I'm not sure. Actually, I feel like soap almost has sort of a disparaging undertone to it now, doesn't it? You probably want to dissociate yourself from that um, that, that description. But I mean, on that on that note, I suppose one of the things that might have excited people about this was looking over the ditch because Neighbours and Home and Away would have been doing pretty well by that stage. Well, exactly. And so um, what I did in order to convince Television New Zealand that it was worthwhile that we, that we were a, a, safe, a safety net, I suppose to call it, mm. is I, I came to an arrangement with Grumbies who, make, um, who was making their Neighbours. Mm. Uh, and and another one. I can't remember what the other one they were doing. Anyway, um, so we we came to a, a joint arrangement about making the making Shortland Street together, and that helped to convince the um, the the people at TVNZ that perhaps there was some experienced people behind it. You know, experienced long running um, TV series people. So the the seating. In a hospital, where did that come from? Uh, so, my memory is that we sat down and said, "There's three choices: there's um, doctors, there's um, uh, I can't, yeah, I honestly can't remember the other two choices, but they were, I think, um, pub- police and court. I'm, I'm, refer- I'm, I'm, I'm reliably informed by producer Bonnie. Uh, police, yeah, okay, yeah. So, so that were the sort of three choices. And we felt that hospitals seem to always work better because you can, the characters can be very, quite varied in terms of their, their, their condition, you know, who they are. And, um, and so, you know, you have, you have the mixture of the patients, the nurses, the doctors, the, the whole run of, run of different characters. And so you insisted that an entire year be greenlit. Um, that's quite a commitment, and I imagine... Quite, quite an expensive commitment as well. Well, yeah, it was expensive. But well, it, it it wasn't as expensive as you might thought because we 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 made it very economically. Mm. I mean, it, it's um, it, it, we had we set it up in a way that that it was going to be um, a, a, a lot less expensive than an average hour of drama. Um. Because everybody was going to be contracted for a year, all the crew, mm-hmm. and that, that the advantage in that was really a, a huge part of it, you know. And also, the studios we we built we we built the studio to to suit that sort of run of length of time, 
and you then you haven't really got the same costs as if you're doing like mm. a, a, a you know a five five hour drama or something you know Tell me a bit about the logistics, both the physical logistics and also the, I suppose, the skills logistics of getting a show um, that's going to produce, you know, two hundred odd episodes a year up and running. Because there had been no no production like this had ever taken place in New Zealand before, correct? That's correct. That's the, that, yeah, nothing like nothing of that's continuing scale. No. So um, the logistics are really um, just practical, straightforward things. Like as I said. Getting everybody, all the, all of the crew on contract, a year a year's contract. Having um, the equipment, you know that you you because what you do, you see, you basically shoot an episode a day, mm. you know, and, and so you, you you get through them quite fast. Whereas in average television drama, you know, you're talking about an episode, you know, an hour, in two week, two weeks to shoot an hour mm. because you you're on location a lot, but. But with this sort of thing, you know, the whole point of it is, is to limit the amount of location you have to do. I read here in my notes that um, there was meant to be a, a gay character early on in Shortland Street, but the plans to have a gay character made TVNZ nervous and were scrapped. Is that is that true? Not, I'm not aware of that one, I have to say. It may have happened later on. There wasn't in the beginning, there wasn't... A, a gay, unnecessarily gay character. Right, right, right. Um, but the um, it, it, it's quite possible because the uh, one of the original producers was Caterina de Nave, who was a well-known um, gay gay woman, mm-hmm. and a bit of a very, very very good friend of mine actually. Mm. So, gee, that would have been a um, of its time, wouldn't we, it? Goodness me. Uh, uh, well, not really. You know, we no? we made a um, we made a film with her and. Um, and um, any, any, any actor uh, uh, was a gay film anyway. Right. Um, and with um, my memory gets bad at my age. I'm in my late late seventies. So no, 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 no problem it. at all. You've got you've got plenty of stories vying for attention in that uh, in that mind of yours. No, you've been very generous <laughs> in um, in chatting to us because I know it it hasn't been altogether that convenient for you. So so no, we're very grateful. The name Shortland Street. Where did that come from? Yeah. I think it's quite well known because I looked it up. And it, it's even in um, in Google, you know. Hmm. Um, it, so Chris Bailey and I was we were looking at how we were going to do it, and in 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 Auckland the, there was the Shorten Street Studios that owned by TVNZ where they'd made a, a lot of game shows and things, and some of the early dramas, and and so w- when we were sitting down um, with a group of us trying to work out what we were going to do and what it was going to be about and all that. And we came up and uh, when we decided it was going to be a hospital thing, we could work through the titles and we said, well, why not just call it Shortland Street as a working title? Mm. So we don't have to sort of worry about, you know, that's, that's the least of our worries at the moment. So, so we called it Shortland Street and it stuck. <laughs> and it stuck all these years. So there you go. It's lovely. It has a nice cadence to it, it I no, suppose, which is important for the title no of a show. Time. No science to that at all. <laughs> <laughs> no science, yeah. just like so. When it yeah. when it first broadcast, I mean, it was in production, not um, in the planning and pre-production phase for for quite some time. So when it yeah, first yeah. when it first landed, what was the response like from the public? Um, the first week, I think, was very good, but then it faded, and you know. 
and everybody got nervous. Uh, and so um, it faded over the next six weeks. And then it did, and this is, um, so. But see, the great thing about having Grundy's involved, they were very aware this is what always happened. Mm. Um, until people get it in their mind and start watching it regularly, you know, the ratings do come and go. Anyway, they, um, so after about the first, I think, after the first six weeks, you know, which then the, the programmer said, look, that's it. I told you so. I told it wasn't going to last. Anyway, I, I said, well, <laughs> just, it's made now, so you just keep playing it, you know, and keep promoting it. Anyway, it started to pick up, and by the end of the first year, the ratings were up really as, as where we would have expected them to be. Do you think if you hadn't locked in that guarantee for a year's worth of episodes that it would have been cancelled? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, Gee. The, the nervousness and the weakness of um, the programmers, you know, the, the inability to sort of give anything a go. We've referred to a couple. Things. I was just yeah. going to say we ref- we've referred a couple of times to Grundy. Um, Grundy, for, for people who aren't familiar, is um, it was an Australian sort of a mass uh, media company, right? Like they would come up with concepts for um, TV shows and assist um, in productions, and then take a cut from the the earnings of those shows. Is that pretty much how they how they ran their business? No, no, no. Mostly they 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 made them they you know they produced them themselves. Made them house. right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was just with this one, they, they agreed to take a cut, and and but to help us through it, and also to almost to give everybody comfort that, that someone there were there were people around that had made around. lots of these before. lots of adults and yeah. <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we were all kids, you know. What um... I mean, I'd made. Go oh, go ahead, please. I, I'd already produced twenty feature films by then, wow. but that wasn't enough, you know. Jeez. That must have been quite difficult to deal with in that case, the sort of the the doubt on behalf of people when you're kind of like, mate, look at my CV. I know what I'm doing here. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and it, was, it wasn't just me. You know, we had a really mm. good team, you know, and, and we were all convinced that we could make it work. But, but you know, an, another thing they did in the end, I, I, I let them agree to this. <laughs> there was a, a guy in, in Australia who they decided was a, an expert on judging whether it was going to be a good program or not mm-hmm. at the script stage. And they brought him over to New Zealand and uh, for him to read the scripts. Um, but little did they know, he was a good friend of mine. Hey. <laughs> he, came, he came over and he said, so what's the story, Don? And I said, well, they want you to read the scripts. Okay, I've read them. What do I say now? Okay. Say, oh, that. <laughs> so that was sort of like, it was all that sort of thing that was going on, you know. Everybody was a bit nervous about it. Friends in high places. So that was, yeah, that was, New Zealand on air were involved as well mm. at the same time, you know, they were because they were going to be providing a you know, substantial amount of funding for it. D- did you ever see it as a. Um, no. I don't. I, I hesitate to use the the, the term tr- training ground because, again, it sounds kind of infantilizing. But to see it as a pathway for people, for for you know, particularly young people or people to to enter the screen industry and then develop their skills and go on to to different projects and in films and other TV shows, or was this the thing at that point in time? Well, it's, it's funny you should say that. 
because the the first year's crew were were people who had been um, of all um, who had been doing lots of work on films, um, but who um, like a very good friend of mine was a sound recorder, and he said to me, he said, Don, it was just it's just fantastic. He said. I go to work, I, I work for eight hours and I go home, I have I only work five days a week, I have the weekends off, it's just incredible. <laughs> and, and, you know, so he said... You see, this is a normal job. It was a normal job. And he said, so I've, I've, I've committed to another five years of it, you know, like, and it was the same. So we had very good quality um, technicians involved, which I think made a huge difference. You mm-hmm. didn't have, it wasn't a, a learning thing when we first started. I'm sure as time went by, There'd be quite a few people who've gone Shortland Street as their first job, um, but but in that first year, it was very much um, we had very much the high end of the of the production industry working on it. Do you remember what the reviews? Okay, this is a two part question. This one: Do you remember what the yeah. reviews are were in those early days? And did you really care? Did you really care what the critics thought of the show, given the amount of work uh, that you were pumping out? Yeah, um, I, I, I the, the the reviews were weren't as helpful as I w- would have hoped. <laughs> you know, you can understand that they were no sympathy for the fact that it was a New Zealand show, and mm-hmm. perhaps they could have been. Um, I think more forgiving if, if if they felt as bad as they seemed to feel. But in all honesty, I didn't care. Um, we 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 didn't take any notice of the reviews. We continued just to do it the best way that we knew how to do it. And we had we had two really three I think three really good writers on it, and that helped them immensely. Mm-hmm. You know, it went, once again they were very experienced writers, and so. We we had lots of discussions about you know how, how it was going to get better, but 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 I have to be honest. But by the time it went to air, I then actually moved to head of production at TVNZ, so I was less involved in the day to day activity of it, of it. Who are the most important people in the production of a daily show like that? Is it a director led project? Is there no. a showrunner? Is it no. the writers? Who is it? The writers and the producer. Right. Um, the directors are not, it's not like a film where it's the director's show. It's by far the writers and the producer's show. Um, because, you know, they're the ones who, you know, they're three, three or so, three or four weeks ahead mm. and, and in terms of um, creating the characters and all that sort of thing, you know. Yeah. And is that is that um, how it works in terms of the storyline? So you have the next three weeks worth of episodes all all um, sort of s- sketched out, I suppose, to varying levels of, of detail, but it doesn't go any further than that? Or are there long-running plot points? Like in a year's time, these things are, uh, will, will have happened to these characters. Correct. What happens is that at various stages you sit down um, uh, with the writers and and, and you know with a blackboard basically you know and and say well where where is this and draw lines you know where are these lines going where's this character going where's that one going etc so it, it's a lot of like you know planning so six months ahead you know at least if not longer it's still going now uh almost 32 years yeah. on um nearly eight thousand episodes yeah. have you yeah. have you followed it in that time or do you not really watch it no no i've never been somewhere to see it to be honest um it's it's not running here yeah 
And so, no, my, that's to answer your question, I haven't really followed it, no. But do you still, um, do you think but, back fondly on your, your time uh, and your involvement in creating what, uh, you know, it, it's become a, a I, mark of New Zealand I, culture, an important thing? I, I'm proud of the fact that I went out on a limb and fought to get it started and had to deal with that, that side of it. I'm proud of the fact that we actually got it going, you know. Um, and I think that's really my um, sense of achievement, if mm. you know what I mean. Um, it, it's, um, we, you know, the, the scripts are what they are, and, and the cast and all that, all, we had a very good cast and, and, and for the first runs, you know, and, but that's always the, the biggest, one of the biggest issues is cast, you know, finding, continuing to have new cast and all that. And it's it's really you know it's helped to either launch or uh, really intensify the careers of some pretty pretty wonderful New Zealand actors, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that was the other thing about it, of course, is that that's ongoing work. Mm. Yeah, you know, some some of them would would sign up for three years to you know, and because it just means that they, once again it comes back to that Monday to Friday work, you know. I've just got a message um, from um, Don. I've just got a message from my boss Tim, which says, uh, which makes the outrageous claim. Can you confirm or deny that apparently Simon Morris of uh, RNZ's At the Movies and Matinee Idol fame was in fact a writer on Shortland Street during the first couple of seasons? Is that true? Do you remember? No, no, I can't. Oh sorry. dear. Okay, that vicious rumor is. Uh, it, it, it does ring a bell, but I can't uh, absolutely confirm it. We'll have to we'll have to corroborate um, that uh, with somebody else. Perhaps yeah. Simon himself can come on and uh, and confirm or deny that. Don Reynolds, um, just before we let you go, what are you up to? What are you up to these days? Me, uh, sit, I'm sitting here looking out, watching my kangaroos on my farm. You've got a kangaroo and, and farm. I, well, I have a I have a block of I have a hundred acre block of land that has kangaroos and wallabies and um, and, and uh, deer and um, just about every other Australian animal, and they're just wild. But Fantastic. They, they come out. I have fifty. Fifty. There's fifty kangaroos sitting down on my in the paddock at the moment. So. Fifty that's, kangaroos. That's my life. He's got a he's got a property uh, with fifty kangaroos on it. What more could a man want in the world? Exactly. Don Reynolds. Oh, sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say there? I say, this is me for the rest of my life. Good man. Don Reynolds, it's been been lovely chatting to you this evening. I really appreciate you um, um, helping to make this happen. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. That's no problem. Thanks very much. That was Don Reynolds, who was the head of South Pacific Pictures back when uh, Shortland Street was launched in 1992.